Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, what's happening today? Uh, today is a great day. Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> you know, this kind of marks the uh, halfway point for us in the year. I know we, you know, not officially calendar wise, but it always feels like uh, when we get to Memorial Day weekend, we get to check up a little bit, enjoy ourselves. We got the pool open. It's gonna, I mean, I got my trunks on now. I said I'm all trunks all weekend. <laughs> That's all. I, I'm not coming out. There's no, <laughs> I'm ready to go poolside. I know we're going to cook this some is, stuff, but this we got is Memphis. The first some, weekend and. A very long time that we've had nothing planned. You know, yeah, nothing, nothing planned. Um, nothing coming up. Nothing. You know. Yeah, nothing pressing. So yeah. we're going to enjoy ourselves. I know we're going to throw some no stuff alarm. on the grill. Yeah. Probably not going to record anything. We'll probably do some Instagram stuff. It's hard not to do the yeah. do some Instagram shots when you're cooking, just because that's what we do. But I'm not doing the recipe this weekend. I, I refuse to get in front of the camera. Uh, I have on here like uh, we. People will ask us, oh, I bet you're doing a big Memorial Day spread. Nope, we're doing hot dogs. <laughs> we do our big spreads every other weekend. Yeah, no, you know, I, I can't not cook some stuff. Yeah, so. we're, we're going to cook a little, you, but we're not going to go all out. For me, Memorial Day is all about ribs. I know we'll probably get to that after a while. I wanted to talk about, you know, some different ways that I do ribs. and It's a great weekend to experiment because stuff's on sale, man. The the stores have the charcoal on sale. They yeah. have the meat on sale. So. Um, what do you want to talk about first today before we get into what we're doing Tennessee this weekend? Tennessee Mojo. Man, hey, I tell you what, <laughs> coming to the podcast is a good luck charm. That's it worked true. for Jay. Well, we have him on two podcasts ago, right before Memphis in May. Um, and he ended up winning first place. He's a world champion now. He's a world champion. Rib category. Up. He put it on us. He beat, he was 32 spots ahead of us. We finished 33. I thought we had some really good ribs this time. And, uh, they turned out good, but man, you got to have some luck at Memphis and May. Yeah. I they mean, weren't my favorite ribs. They weren't. What was yeah. wrong with them? Thought the texture was off a little yeah. bit. If I had to say anything, what I learned, and I always try to learn something when I cook, um, I took a Jolene out there and she was our show grill. Cause at Memphis and May, you know, you got to put on a little dog and pony show. They call it where the judges come. It's not just a blind box contest. The judges actually come on site. You got to decorate up. You got to make things look nice. That's your department. Yeah. You had our site looking great. And if you want to see pictures of that, you can go back and, and look on Instagram, look on Facebook. You put a bunch of them up, but I used Jolene for my presentation grill. We took the a cutting board, put her on one side, put them on one side of her, uh, decorated it up a little bit with some garnish and, uh, put, you know, four beautiful slabs of ribs on there and we shined her up and had it looking good. But the day before the contest, the Friday before, I actually fired her up and we cooked 24 racks of ribs that yeah, day. I shot a video that's yeah. coming out next week. Yeah. You hadn't had time to put it together yeah. yet. So that's coming. But what I learned at that contest was, man, the ribs that we cooked on Friday, the texture, the tenderness of them were just amazing. And then the ones we cooked for the actual contest, we cooked on Earl Hickory's, which Earl Hickory's do a fine job, but the texture was different. And I'm thinking, you know, one reason why I got that jambo is because I get beat by them all the time. You've heard me say that before, but it's, it, I mean, I, you know, I've got a, I've, I've never cooked. That's the first time I cooked baby backs on it, it was a day before Memphis and May because I knew I was just using it for a show grill. Now I'm going back to the drawing board. I'm going to cook some on the old hickory, cook some on the jambo side by side, same recipe and just see if it's the texture, what it was, because, um, heck, you know, we ordered special ribs for the contest. We wanted we the best we could ribs, get yeah. the meat, you know, and, but the ones I cooked on Friday that had a better texture, they just came from Sam's club. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I think it was. I think they might have been Smithfield on the box. I can't. I think it was. It was a Smithfield it on that case. Box, but I just, yeah. you know, I bought a case of ribs. There's 15 racks in it. And then I had some more in the freezer. We thawed those out. And the texture, hands down, everybody that came by our booth on Friday said that the texture was just phenomenal. And we may have overcooked those a little bit because, you know, public ribs, people like a little more off the bone. But when I was cutting them up for the video, I was just like, man, the knife's going right through them. They're cutting perfect. When you tore them, they broke away just right. When you took that bite, it was just right off. I mean, come right off the bone like it's supposed to. It didn't yeah. fall off. You know, you got the bite. 
And I really love that texture. So, man. And they had a little more savory. I'm just warning you. There might be another Jambo in my future. I hadn't put a down payment down, but but there might be another stick burner in my future. Because, man, hey, Tuffy won. Now, Tuffy Stone, hands down, awesome, awesome barbecue cook. Yes. He's won. I know he's won the Royal. He's won the uh, Jack. Now he's won Memphis and May. He won Grand Champion with the, he won first he place won in shoulders. shoulders before. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a first place shoulder before. One so, or two, possibly. So yeah. he, uh, so he won the Grand Champion. What they do at Memphis is they take the top three teams, Hog, Shoulder, and Ribs, and whoever has that high score in the final round, you know, they that that category wins. Yeah. Well, they take the top three out of Ribs. Each one, and then they rank top them. Those judges shoulders, rank them. Top out. Top three out of Hog, and then you move those nine teams move on to a second round, which is completely start over. Yeah, yeah. you completely start over. It's on site only, so you have f- the four right. same judges go to all nine teams, and then they rank them head to head. They go up to that's when you actually go head to head with a you know a rib versus shoulder, a yeah. shoulder. Or, and we were ready for that. Yeah, I was so disappointed when they didn't come by, but. Hey, Jake, hands down to Jay. He kicked some butt. Well, he we didn't a- know. Um, someone came down and said, do y'all have some plates? Uh, we need them for finals, which is what we call the final round. And I was like, uh, yeah, maybe. And I said, what do y'all, what do you need for me? He goes, Jay made finals. And I was like, what? <laughs> we didn't know. We were breaking down. Yeah, we, we were had putting no our clue. stuff up because yeah. we didn't make it. We asked who made finals and somebody said, uh, I don't know, you know. Yeah. And- that was incredible. Because, yeah. you know, we're separated. It's a... That park's a mile long, mm-hmm. and there's you got to imagine there's you know over close to 250 teams there, and I think in ribs is like 130 or something like that. But uh, yeah, Jay was way away from us. He was way down past the stage, and we were kind of on the south end of the park. Yeah. But you ran down there, and yeah, y'all got me. some stuff together. Ran down there, watched him do his finals, and then I uh, teared up. I, I showed up late because we had a little incident. Everybody else had gone down there to watch Jay do his final presentation. So I came in late, and he was just sitting down with the judges at that point. And uh, I don't know. I just – I wish you had to record. I wish you'd been there to record at all because that would have been Yeah, awesome. ahead of a camera yeah. and stuff. But they were thrilled. I was so happy for him and, and his wife, Jamie, and the whole nuts and butts team because yeah. he cooks with the uh, – It's a company team. Yeah, yeah. was it? Do you remember what Worth? Worth. I think it's Worth sponsors them, and they've they've Jay's been doing that I guess six years, mm-hmm. he's been and he's been in the top ten three times now, and won and and won the world championship for the team. So that's all amazing. Yeah. I mean, amazing. And he, you know, he did it with the uh, his Mojo rub and some Killer Hogs hot. That's, that's what, what I heard. That was the Mojo rumor. And so hot I, you know, Mojo and hot won Memphis and May and ribs. So maybe that's where we went wrong. I, I, we, uh, I need to add a little of the mojo to my repertoire. There we go. The judges seem to love it. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> judges love it. But that was our Memphis in May. We had a good time. Uh, yeah. Made it through it. I come out with a – I think everybody come out with a massive sinus infection. It was so dusty down there. And, man, it was just – that. You could you could tell in the video I did this week because we filmed that beef rib video Tuesday. And I was dying. I mean, it's like, man, I couldn't hardly talk. Finally getting my voice back. I feel a thousand times better today. I'm ready for the pool. I know. I'm I'm feeling great today. I feel I like my bruises and scratches are healed. <laughs> my fingers aren't sore anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back hydrated. Hydrated, yeah, yeah. All the beers wore off. And but yeah, that was a that was a good Memphis and May, man. Congrats to everybody that got called and yeah. everybody that didn't. We're just gonna practice up for next year and go down there and get tortured again. I know. Just, I can't wait. I hope it's on the river. You know, that's the big thing. Is Memphis and May going to move from Tom Lee Park? Um, the word, there's no official word. They haven't gave an official word. We've heard rumors. No, it's not. It's going to move. I've heard the Corps delaying the park construction. So I don't they, think it's going to move. I mean, After I don't see talking to everybody that I talked to, it this brings weekend. too many people downtown. It's such a big tourist draw. It's a big controversy, but yeah, I don't think but, it's going to move. You know, we'll cook it no matter where it is just because it's <laughs> Memphis and May. But Durbin got it. Jay got it. You my boy, Blue. I got it. We gotta have him back on here and talk. You think he'll open up and talk about it? Oh yeah. I think I'm breaking down. I think he'll cry. Uh, I think so. I'd cry. I ain't gonna lie. I'd do. I'd be hooked up on you. We'd be bawling. <laughs> I did tell him. I said, Jay, whenever because we knew he was in the top three at that point. Finals were over. Yeah. We knew he was in the top three. We were waiting to find out, you know, how he was going to shake out if he was going to be one, two, or three. We were shooting yeah. apple pie. Somebody, somebody brought a jar, gave yeah. us a jar of apple pie. It's moonshine. always a very party atmosphere at the award yeah. ceremony. And it, the storm was rolling in. It cooled off a little bit. But uh, I grabbed him and I said, whatever happens, first thing you do is you grab Jamie and give her a big old kiss. <laughs> and he did. 
Because it hurts your Hey, feelings. I got to shout out to Kendall, too. Yeah. Uh, Smoked and Spice. He come in 10th. Which and that was awesome. Yeah. Year. And that's what he's, that's what kept, we ran into him last night at a, uh, at a restaurant here in town. And he's like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because that's where Jay finished last year. He was 10th. <laughs> so that just means he's going to be first next year. So, so shout out to Kendall and Not Sarah. If we have something to say about that, Kendall. We're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> 33rd to first from 33rd to first. Heard it here. And you know the the I put on here um, on my notes that Jay works on Tennessee Mojo every single day. He gets off of his work, his regular job, comes home, and he's cooking and he's doing his pictures. And he, I mean, whatever he's working on Tennessee Mojo every single day. So that goes to show you hard work pays off. It pays off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so give him a shout and tell him congratulations. Yeah, always. We did have some great ancillaries. Yeah, we cook. All the ancillary contests. Yeah. The turkey one was the one that was the great. What did we come in turkey? Four, six, 12th or 14th 12th or something 14. like that. But the tacos did pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I, and I shot that video last week leading up to it. Uh, I didn't want to release it before because, you know, I didn't want anybody to say, Oh, you put it out there, what you were doing. So we set now, it up to release after turn. Yeah. I wish I would have. Right, maybe I don't want, <laughs> but, but or they kind of threw last, us a little bit of a curveball because I've been practicing with bone in turkey breast. And they gave us two of these monster boneless skin on turkey breast, but man, that meat, that honey was it honeysuckle rose yes. or is that what it's called? It's honeysuckle it's something, white and blue packaging, and that's uh, man. But I, I told them, I, I found the turkey leg. They actually were coming by taking pictures of some of the you know what you were cooking and asking questions. So I was like, look, when are y'all gonna have these in the grocery store? Because we can't get them. So I'm hoping that uh, I can source some of those. Maybe around Thanksgiving yeah. and do something with some boneless turkey breasts like that. Cause I, I'm that pretty meat sure. Was excellent. Man, it was just the texture of it was good. It was yeah. juicy. We didn't inject it. We just seasoned it with the grande gringo. But it was then, better than any of the bone in turkey. Oh man, it was so much better. And we Everybody got it fresh. thought that. Yeah. And it was fresh. That's right. Yeah. That's right. A lot of the turkey breasts we're getting had a lot of freezing thaws. Yeah. You don't, know how, you don't know when they were grown or processed mm-hmm. because they do so much for Thanksgiving, but. Um, Mark did chicken wings. They did good. He had an excellent looking box. Emily did a uh, bacon wrap. Chicken bombs is kind of what I call yeah. them. Um, they were they good. did pretty good. Uh, David Magnus did a beautiful filet yeah. for the beef entry. Man, that meat was the texture. It was perfect. He he got tins and texture. Yeah. We got to step that one up. I think the teams that were winning that was using like Snake River <laughs> Wagyu and stuff. And, and we were like, just using. Yeah. I think he got it at. Kroger, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. It was just, you know, choice beef tenderloin. Still fantastic. He served it. You know, my favorite thing was with that, um, it's like a blue cheese cream sauce that he put, they filled that pepper up with Mm -hmm. that you dipped it in. Man, when he he sliced that that beef and he dipped it in there, it was just uh, melting your mouth. And we, um, so good. I need to do, I need to make that recipe. I wonder if he'd get mad if I put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the blue cheese sauce recipe? Yeah, with the delicious. Yeah. Um, it's got a little mayonnaise in it and sour cream. He told me, yeah. Uh, we also entered the seafood entry and it was with everything going on. That one got kind of pushed to the side last minute, Yeah. but we did bacon wrap stuffed shrimp and they actually did pretty good. They were 12. We'd never yeah. cooked them before or I'd never cooked them yeah. before. Cause I'm the one that did it. And, uh, yeah, they ended up being 12. That were good. I want to redo it. Cause now I know what I can do. You know, I did a recipe on those a while back with uh, crab. I put crab in the cream cheese, and that's the one thing you didn't do in that recipe. Yeah, and it needed a little. I think with a little work, a little bump, it'd be yeah, it'd do really well there. I mean, because you know, judges, you got to think they're seeing so much stuff Mm -hmm. that uh, if you give them a good bite when you get the bacon on it and this cream cheese, it's hard to it's hard to beat some. I pretty much used your recipe. I just I was afraid to have the crab out there too long, you know, with the conditions. That's right. I didn't. Which the shrimp did fine though. I mean, yeah. you know, they held up. They were froze. We just kept them in the ice vendor, and they they did fine. But um, so I think you'd be okay. We did shoot a video of Mark pulling membrane off ribs. Oh yeah, that one got a lot of watches. Didn't yeah, it? people said he just got lucky. He cheated, man. Yeah. When you pull twenty four membranes off right there in fifteen minutes. I mean, there ain't nothing to it. I, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't understand why people make a big deal about pulling rib well, membranes. It used to. It used to be a bigger deal to you till you figured it out. I mean, there ain't nothing to it. <laughs> I don't remember it ever being a big deal to me pulling rib membranes. You used to put it underwater and try to pull it. That stuff. was just because I just, I just saw somebody doing it. Yeah. I mean, that works, but 
If you get a paper towel, you work your way, get your way in the middle, work your way under it a little bit, go all the way across and pull it straight up, come off every time. What? Now, spare ribs are a little different. They can be trickier because it just wants to break and you got that little flap, you know, that yeah. inside, I guess it's inside skirt or something. What does the paper towel do? Gives you some leverage of grip. That's the whole thing. It's hard to grab. My, my thing is I usually just use a, a blunt end of a, a butter knife or a spoon or something and, and get it started enough to work a finger under it and then go all the way under and grab it with a paper towel and pull it right up. But he did all those that way. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't just a lucky one. No, it all of them pull. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to, it, now I wouldn't say the, the thing that makes them difficult is when they come from the processor and they've got these meat hooks where they hook, you know, they're peeling out that rib and they hook it on the back and it tears the, Membrane, when you get, te- if the membrane hasn't been torn, it's been butchered properly, it comes right off. But when it gets tears in it, it's going to break at those tears and that, that makes it harder to get off. That makes it difficult. But using the paper towel helps you get that leverage on there to go ahead and get it off. But starting in the middle instead of on the end also makes a difference. Cause that makes sense. You have less yeah, distance to go. That's right. Yeah. And uh, you're pulling from something that's anchored down instead of pulling away. And real quick, um, wanted to just say we had a lot of help. Wanted to thank everybody who helped us for Mips and May. Oh, yeah. You got to have some help. Yeah. We're always taking volunteers, too. Anybody was coming to help Mips and May. We're looking for young, strong <laughs> people who are glutton for punishment. If you like hard work and you like dusty barbecue, environments. dusty environments, Memphis and May is for you. Little pay. Yeah. <laughs> low Little pay. Sli- low pay. Low pay, long hours. <laughs> But a lot of fun, I promise yeah, you. Yeah, a lot it's of It's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, Swine Life, always. Mark Williams, Emily Williams, Jamie Williams, um, Brian and Whitney from Son of a Butcher, Eddie Reed. Um, he's been with us for ever since we've been doing it. As long as we've been doing it, yeah. Every every year since we've been doing it. Eddie's <coughs> been there. Excuse me. And we even got a little help out of Ben Pickle this year. Ben Pickle, David Magnus. He David, came David Magnus, out, so. yeah. He did the two ancillaries. Yeah. yeah, he's always a big help. That's her. Wyland built a heck of a rib box. We put, that, we put that picture out there too. Man, that box was gorgeous. It was one of the prettiest rib boxes I've seen. Okay. That's all about Memphis and May. We're not going to talk about it until next year. I promise. Because <laughs> I'm not thinking about it anymore. <laughs> Mojo beef ribs. Time to move on. Mojo beef ribs. Oh man, yeah. Ooh, Mojo beef ribs. So. Jay had come out with his Mojo Beef. I guess he's had it out since the beginning of the year, right? Did he come out with the end of last year? But that's, I mean, I had tried it. I tried it on brisket. He's been using it in the SCA state contest and doing well with it. And since he won Memphis in May, I was like, man, I wanted, I had some beef ribs that I wanted to do this week anyway for Memorial Day. So I'm going to put Jay's beef ribs on them and see how they turn out. And then I also made a Mojo Mop or basting liquid. And, it was really simple. It's just beef broth, Worcestershire, soy sauce. And if you, if you keep up with Jay on Instagram, you know, he don't do salads. He don't do many vegetables, but he does pickles. That's his number one. That's his vegetable food group is pickles. So, so I said, well, in that base mop, you know, how can I incorporate some mojo flavor? I said pickle juice. So <laughs> dill pickle juice is what I went with. And you know, I tasted it when I mixed that up. I said, well, I'm not going to use it unless it tastes good. And I tasted it and it was really good i was like man this stuff's up you know it might be my new brisket mop in the wrap yeah because it was really good and um when we went out to arizona that little miss barbecue um i was told that they use a lot of pickle juice based in you know in their base or what they do and so that's not something new it's something that's been around uh, pickle, using using pickle juice in a brisket mop and so i just you know i'd, I'd try to i tried it i guess when i come back and did that i put some in there but the ratio, I went a little heavy the first time. This ratio, the two tablespoons was perfect because you got some dill flavor and the vinegar wasn't too strong, you know, and so it all went with the meat vinegar, yeah, yeah, you need a little. You need a little. And that made it good. But I'm going to tell you right now, you can't mess those beef ribs up. The hardest part of that recipe is sourcing beef ribs. And that's what all the questions this week have been about. Where did I get them? Where, you know, where do you get those beef ribs? Well, these, um, I got them from Kevin and Jordan down at the butcher shop in Pensacola, Florida. And they do ship. I mean, you don't you don't have to drive to Pensacola, Florida to get them, but they'll ship to anybody. The, yeah, I, those, somebody. I, I mean, asks. in the U.S., I'm sure yeah. they're not going to ship out of fifty. You know, the lower. Yeah, 50. but they're set up for shipping. They're but, not just shipping. Yeah, no, they're set up requests. for shipping because yeah. I mean, man, they're selling more A9 briskets than anybody I know. Yeah, because their briskets are hand selected. I mean, they're they're they selling some they're awesome doing. meat yeah. and pork, the ribs, any kind of any brand of ribs you want, any brand of 
a pork butt you want you can get from them too. But that doesn't limit them. You can get anything. Try those tri tips I got from them. These beef ribs were phenomenal. He's and the hot new man in the he's meat a, game. He's a man, it's the hottest thing going I know of. Yeah. But um, so these were prime choice uh, USDA uh, prime beef rib, beef plate ribs. They come usually they're three or four bones. It depends on how they break them off. These, I think most of them, I cooked four racks because they come in a pack of four. And I busted them out. I think one of them did have three bones, but most of them had four bones this time. And it's pretty much part of the chuck, I guess, the chuck area of the, so you think of up, up before you get to the ribeye section, uh, shoulder back before the ribs. I forget what rib bones it is. They showed us when we went to yeah. up to Certified Angus. It was like ribs four, five, and six, or five, six, and seven. I mean, they know which, you know, yeah. there's a certain section of those ribs they use for that and when they cut them out. And it, it's awesome, awesome piece of meat. I mean, the ribeye is like right behind it. Mm-hmm. The, the good of what you call the chuck roll is kind of right there, which that's where that tri-tip area or tri-heart area yeah. of a ribeye steak is, the front end of the rib loin, you know. And so the meat there is marbled up. It is. It's tender. It's so good. And and if and the best the way – Yeah, you get the bone. And I love, you know, meat on the bone is awesome. I don't care what you say. It tastes better. Yeah, and there's people that say, oh, it don't, the bone doesn't make a difference. Hey, I think it does. I mean, to me. They hand it to me. Yeah, hand it to me (laughs) because I want that handle. And it's, the best way to describe it is if you've had really good brisket point, you know, it's, it's kind of fatty. It's got a lot of moisture in it and and it's got a lot of flavor in it because of that fat. It is pretty much brisket point on a bone. Kind of. It's got a little ribeye flavor too. Yeah, it has a, it has a ribeye flavor. I mean, it, that's just what that's what it tastes like yeah. to me, and it's man, it's so good. So once you source it, um, now you can go to your regular butcher store, uh, re- grocery stores. If you see short ribs in the butcher case, like they'll be in a little package, and there'll be four or five little sections of short ribs they've cut up, and they mark the jack the price up just because they cut them up. They're usually about seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine a pound at that point. But if you can tell that butcher, hey, I want to buy those before y'all cut them up. And even Costco or Sam's has them, but you have to catch them before they cut them up to sell them, you know, to sell them to you. And that's what that slab of ribs is. And they're usually going to come in a big pack, um, three or, you know, four pieces to it. The ones I've seen, I've found them at Kroger. Um, I found the them just a regular, like a local them, grocery store. The first time you found them and asked them one, don't, you know, I want to buy the whole plate. You yeah, know, I don't, whole, I don't want yeah. you. And he's like, what are you going to do with that? Right, right. They looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, man, why wouldn't you cook it like this? But the cook is simple. You put some seasoning on it. I hit it with AP because I just like the salt, pepper, garlic. Hit it with the mojo beef, and then I put a little steak rub. Just like just like you cook a brisket. I mean, identical. You cook a brisket. You could just uh, do it's just a like salt, pepper, garlic. Yeah, you could. And you yeah. could put. You could make that. You could make that go whichever way you wanted to. If you wanted to marinate them, if you wanted to turn it into like an Asian style, whatever you wanted to do with it, you could do with those ribs. And then you cook it pretty much like a brisket. It just doesn't take as long. I mean, four hours. Four hours in at two fifty, they had all the bark you wanted on them. I'd already got some smoke in there. I used hickory and pecan. You could use post oak. You could use whatever wood you want to use to cook. You know, to cook beef. And then uh, once I get that bark going, I spritzed them about. You know, once the bark got set, about an hour and a half in, I started spritzing them every sixty mop. minutes with that yeah. mop. And then I wrapped them up in butcher paper just to get, I didn't want to, I wasn't really trying to braise them. I didn't want, I mean, you could wrap them in full, but full is going to lose that bark that I worked so hard to get. It's going to soften that up. I mean, the meat's going to be really moist and tender because it's going to trap all that juice in there. But I liked them in the butcher paper, honestly. Mm-hmm. I thought once I, I once I put them in a the cooler and let them rest an hour, I mean, they, it, the, the, you could tell they calmed down. Um, the butcher paper absorbed anything that was it in did. there. And so you cut them, man, the knife just slid right through them. And the meat would jump off the bone. I mean, it pulled off those bones so easy. And I, I left the membrane on the back. I, I've seen, I've seen different things. Um, the restaurant settings, man, they never pull. You go to these, you go to these classic, you know, Texas style steakhouses that, or I mean, uh, barbecue houses that are, that are doing beef ribs. They don't yeah. pull the membrane off all those ribs. It but holds pork, the meat on. Yeah. You're not eating that side of it anyway. Corky's isn't pulling their yeah. membrane off pork ribs. You either. can if you want to. What, what it's going to happen is when the, if you notice when I was picking those up, moving them around, they weren't falling apart. But if you pull that membrane off, they're going to be falling. I mean, that bone's yeah, not, nothing's holding it there because the top of the meat's cooking right off. I mean, it kind of has almost like a, a double membrane, but you're not getting a ton of flavor on that side. If you're going to eat it, 
from that bottom side, if there's actually some meat there, I could see you wanting to pull that off. But well, all, by the, the, time the it meat cooks, sits on top of those bones, and then you've got that membrane holding it together. Yeah. So by the time it cooks, the meat's kind of cooked away from the membrane. It does, either, and it cooks know? away from the bone on those yeah. too. I have seen them where they'll take a knife and they'll slice that whole slab of of short rib meat off that plate, just leaving the bone still there with the membrane. And then you can take that meat and slice it just like you slice brisket point. Uh, instead of serving it You're a big about bone. Raw or cooked? No, no, no. Uh cooked. Cooked. Okay. Cooked. So they instead cook of it. instead of cutting it into individual bones, they'll turn the knife sideways along with the bones and go underneath the meat. Okay. And then you've got that whole piece of short rib meat that you can sit on the cutting board and slice however you want it. Instead of but I mean most times in a restaurant setting you see it sliced into big dino bones. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I mean impact. that's the draw. It yeah. looks it looks cool on the bones, yeah. got something to handle. And you can't eat more than if you can eat a whole one. It's so rich. I mean, man, it's just filling. It's good. We made tacos with it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of meat, you know. We still have meat in the fridge. I've actually saw, what was it? I was looking at Adam Perry Lang's website about his restaurant out there in LA, and they're doing uh, a short rib steak. And I guarantee you, they're taking that, cut, slicing it off that bone and cutting it into steak pieces and then cooking it. So. I, I kind of want to try it. I kind of want to try it. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, no, I definitely want to go to the restaurant. I just want to try that. Oh, cook, see how it would cook like that. But you know, another great way for those ribs are they cut them, and I've seen them in Sam's or grocery stores too. They call it flanking style short ribs. And basically, they're taking them instead of cut, they're cutting it across the bone. They leave all three or four pieces of bone in there and they cut them about as, as thick as you'd slice a brisket, like a quarter inch thick. And it's kind of a, Wait, it's on the bone? Yeah, it's kind of, you've, I've cooked them for you before. It was like oh, that Korean style yes. flanking rib, flanking short rib. That's what that is. Yeah, they yeah. just, it's cut into thin strips all the way across. They run it down the meat yes. saw. And they're awesome that yes. way. You can marinate them and, fly, and grill them over a hot, high heat. And then you kind of just eat it away from the bone, you and know? It has a little different texture. Asian y flavor. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I need to do some of those kind of, that same style. Uh, more of a 250 instead of like direct heat because most happens. time they do them, they do them over direct heat. It's yeah, more they're of a grilling. It's hooking, yeah. Yeah. I bet if you slowed it down and you got a good marinade, good seasoning on it, and you could come back and put like a little Asian glaze on top it of it. It would just pop right out of those bones. Oh man. It'd melt in your mouth. It'd be good. New recipe right New there. New recipe. Um, you know, one thing when I was editing the video, I realized a lot of the same tips that you give as far as like checking the internals and knowing when it's done can be applied to brisket oh too. yeah it's exactly like yeah. it it's just a quicker brisket cook really because you're not going necessarily by times you're going by color then you're wrapping then you're going by internal so the, the difference in a brisket and cooking those ribs like that is that the brisket's tough it's a it's a real working muscle you know where, where these are we're talking the ribeye steaks there that chuck rolls there all that good tender meat and so this <laughs> this meat isn't tough yeah Naturally, I mean, it's got a lot of fat, a lot of marble, and you need to break down, but it's not tough meat. And it, it's similar to brisket in the way it's marbled and flavored to point, but that point's a lot tougher. I mean, you couldn't take brisket point and slice it into like a steak and cook mm-hmm. it, and it'd be, you know, it'd still be real chewy. You'd have yeah. to work at it. This may just melt in your mouth. Um, could you wrap it, in, like you said, you could wrap yeah, it in Yeah, you full. could wrap it in full. No problem. Was the rest necessary? Yes. It's necessary. I mean, I, I rest everything. Yeah. Anything you've been cooking like that, for, you know, that's really low and slow. But oh, yeah. big meat, it needs that time to reabsorb that moisture, to stop cooking, to let it calm down. I mean, heck, uh, one hour minimum, I would have liked to have let them set for two or three. Yeah. And somebody did ask, um, are you serving cold ribs? But when you put it in a cooler heck, thing. no, it wasn't cold. Yeah. Them bones were Burning my hands. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're radiating heat. Uh, and that was an hour. You, you have to. And that's one thing. If you notice in the video, I said, come back here 15 minutes and burp that cooler because it's you got to so let that, you got to let that gotta, steam yeah. out. Because when you put, you got to think you've got, you know, some big pieces of meat up to 200 degrees. Well, all that's radiating. Those bones are hot, that meat, and you're just putting it in that box. Well, it's trapping it. So it's steady wanting to try to cook it a little more, a little more. You yeah. Know? We proved like when you, we put those butts in there that it really, you know, depending on the size of the box, the cooler, how much mass you have in there, yeah. if it's going to continue to hold it up there. I think that experiment that we did, we'd really, really, to rely on that information, we'd have to do a 100 of them. 
yeah. take a mean, you know. And fill a cooler up with butts. Because I've seen that continue to cook them out. You yeah. put that many in there. But. And those little those little party stacker coolers are really good. How much do those cost? Man, they're under 20 bucks. Yeah. I bought them on Amazon. I think Walmart sells them. Yeah. And I bought the first one at Walmart, but it's hard to find them. So I think I paid, they had a four pack. Were they prime? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They were prime. Um, I think I bought four of them and they were like seventeen eighty eight a piece if you yeah. bought four. And I, we, I bought them for holding ribs. I mean, they would hold Comp ribs, yeah. 24 slabs of ribs at Memphis. But you don't have as much room to fill up inside one of those. That's right. Stackers. That's right. Especially if you're not cooking up a lot of meat mm-hmm. and they're easy to keep clean. Yep. You know, there's no, they're easier than Cambro. Yeah. Yes. They're easier than a Cambro. I think so. I mean, you're not going to get as much. You can't hold a full pan in them, but they will hold a whole brisket or two butts yeah. or, you know. Several Six slabs slabs of ribs, of ribs yeah. easy, wrapped, still wrapped. But I'd rather have or four four slabs of, of big old dino bones. I'd rather have a stack of those in my garage that we can grab. You know, yeah, because we use them. To. I mean, I use them for all kinds of things. They make. I tell you what, they do make. They'll hold a whole case of beer, and you ice it down, leave the top off, set it right by the pool, and you got a fun filled day right there. <laughs> And I'm, <laughs> I'm fixing to prove that <laughs> here in just a little while. <laughs> My next stop is the beer store. What are you going with? Today? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be domestic. I don't oh, know. of course. I'm thinking a little ultra. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, we need to rehydrate. Yeah. Take it slow. <laughs> Take it slow. <laughs> you don't want to hurt the liver, right? It's pretty much just water-flavored beer. So I had this question. We've gone to other, you know, that that almost uh, Austin-style barbecue restaurant where you go through the line and they're cutting it right there and you tell them how many pounds you want. Yeah. Um, we've done several of those, and I've seen a lot of them have them wrapped in plastic wrap, you know, when they're storing them. Why do they do that? Uh, just to preserve it more. Yeah. And that's, 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 so are they that's, pulling it? Well, that's probably part of their little operate procedure things because you know when you're in a restaurant setting you got to do stuff a little different so they'll put they'll wrap it in plastic wrap and then wrap it in in uh paper paper, yeah Yeah. but um is that their rest a lot are they doing that they're doing that no they're they're doing that when they're taking them off the pit i would imagine okay but it may be something when it's food safety that they have to or something I, i really don't i don't know the answer to that i've seen it yeah. And I know people, you know, people do use a lot of plaster wrap in a, in a restaurant setting. They'll wrap their pans and then wrap them in full. It holds it better, keeps mm-hmm. it longer, but they're putting them in those warmers like Alto Shams or proofing ovens and yeah. holding them at a, you know, 100. You have to do all that when yeah. you're, when you're serving the masses and cooking at home. Cooler does just fine because we're not, we're not letting them sit in any danger zone for any amount of time before we eat them anyway. But so. I was just wondering if there was some secret that the, no, nah, I don't think so. Did. I mean, you think you know, it's just food safety? I've wrapped ribs in, in plastic wrap like that, and then for catering. Now, if I'm if I'm taking food to a party or something like that, I do like to you know put the pork or whatever it is in a pan, cover that pan in plastic wrap because it keeps it from spilling, and yeah. then cover it in full. And it holds so, and it holds it, the heat in more. It, so yeah, yeah. So there's did, a, there's a good. I mean, it's not bad an idea to use it. Did you like these Mojo beef ribs? Were you happy with your yeah man? Oh god, they were so delicious. They were very good. They will hurt you. They will hurt the past. I'm a fan of beef. Well, we did have the turkey tacos. The turkey tacos are good. They won't hurt you. But those bacon burn ins and these beef ribs, don't do those together. You're gonna put some. You're gonna hurt some people. You're gonna start some fights. There's, you know, people going. It's going. It's Don't going to be serve a riot. them at the same Don't time. Don't serve them at the same time. You gonna have people, man. This is, there's gonna be folks mad. They can't cook that good. Really, what's it's, gonna happen is folks are gonna be in comatose. They're gonna be, out. yeah, they're gonna be laid out. You like turkey lays them out at Thanksgiving from the trip to fan. Wait till they eat beef ribs and bacon burn ends. It really hurt them. That'd be a heck of a Memorial Day right there. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that in the sun either. Don't uh-uh. do that. Man, save if you're going to eat it in the AC. <laughs> have you some? Have you some uh, uh, stretchy pants you put on? Or something? I'm telling you, man, they're good, but God, they're so rich and delicious, and everything I said about them is true. I promise you. They're the tacos that, that ain't made. made. That ain't fabricated. That's uh-uh. a fact, Jack. Um, they are good. The next night, you know, you you made some tacos, but we we didn't want to go to the store, so we didn't have you know cilantro and just had leftover turkey yeah. taco shells <laughs> and some hot sauce <laughs> and some tibla, cheese. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and they 
were so good. Man, I, was I like, just shredded it. I popped, you know what I did? So we put some of those in Ziploc bags and, you know, we give them out to folks or whatever. And I just popped one of them Ziploc bags in the microwave for a minute and it got it really hot, like sealed up. Radar love, as Mike Mills likes to call it. Gave it a little radar love. <laughs> Pulled it out, put it on the top of a uh, chopping or uh, cutting board, and I just used the edge of the knife and just kind of shredded it. I didn't cut. I just kind of, tore, you know, yeah. shredded it real quick and then drizzled it with a little bit. Um, I can't remember what sauce I had there. One of them used that um, mustard vinaigrette. Yeah, the other yeah, one yeah, used, yeah, like, yeah. I think it was Mike Mills. I think it was. It was a little, little heat or something like yeah. that, whatever it calls. And I uh, just drizzled it over it once we put it on the shell with a little of that cheese. I mean, it, I didn't, we didn't have any slaw. We didn't have any of the pickled onions, but all that would have been, it had been. You made me two, and I was like, I don't want two. I just want one. And then <laughs> and they're all gone, aren't they? <laughs> God, they were good. So what would you do differently? Is there anything you would do differently? Anything mm. you'd like to try and maybe the next go round? No. Just that one recipe you just you came know- up with? Well, I mean, to take them to take the flanking style and do it. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I, there's. I don't care. Whatever you put on them, it's gonna be good. You could go probably just salt and pepper, and they'd be they blow you away. There's no, you know, that 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 recipe. Is, that, it's such it's a, easy. It's so easy to cook those things. If you can hold your temp, your, yeah, I'm telling your pit you, steady. Sourcing them is the hardest part because you you can't hardly mess them up. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm checking my email. Um, okay, so <coughs> now we're going to move on to our main topic. What's our main topic this week? Memorial Day cooking. Right. To me, that means ribs. <laughs> and so let's talk. Let's just talk about what kind of ribs that I think are the best to cook. That you think? Yeah. And then I'll tell you what I think. Okay. So for me. Memorial Day, I'm cooking St. Louis cut spare ribs. Of course, you're going to pull the membrane off. I'm going to keep it real simple. A little bit of salt and pepper, and then a little bit of your favorite barbecue rub. Mine just happens to be the barbecue rub, but you could use whatever. Don't go overboard because I want that rib to shine. I'm going to smoke it at 250 degrees. I'm going to put me a little bit of pecan wood in there and a little bit of hickory wood, just like I did those beef ribs. I'm going to give them two hours so the color gets right. I'm not spritzing them. I'm not doing anything. I'm just developing some bark, and then I'm going to wrap them up. I'm not going to put anything in that wrap. Just wrap them up. I don't want any moisture in there. I just want the No butter, no nothing. No butter. I ain't doing nothing sweet. Nothing sweet. I'm going to wrap them for their tender. It's going to take about an hour and a half, and then I'm going to check them, and I guarantee you they're going to be about 202 degrees internal if you need to probe them, but you don't really have to. You just pull on the bones a little bit and see if they're soft. Then I'm going to take them back out of that wrap, put them right back on the grill, and I'm going to sprinkle a little more dry rub over the top, and that's how I'm going to eat them. That's the best eating rib to me. I'm going to serve it with some vinegar sauce on the side. No sauce on top. That, to me, says Memorial Day. It's because uh, I mean, I, I, you know, when I think of Memorial Day, that I think of barbecue. barbecue. Yeah, I think of barbecue with family, how we grew up, and, and good eating ribs. I'm not trying to do anything fancy with them. I'm not trying to make them sweet. I'm not trying to press a judge. I'm just cooking some ribs that you can eat. And you can sit down and eat a slab of those ribs. They're not, you know, they're not over the top. They're not just going to, they're not going to hurt you. You know what I mean? They make you want to go back for another one. And that's my favorite way to eat them. Now, you know, you can, you can do all the other stuff that we do. And I've got, you know, we've got a bunch of recipes out there on how to make, you know, comp style ribs or different style flavor ribs. But that's, that's for me. That is the best way to eat a rib. It's simple. I mean, you know, if you keep it at 250, you put some smoke on it till you get your bark set, you wrap them up to get them tender, and you take them off and set them with a little dry rub, that's, that's the perfect rib. Now, what is your, what, what do you think? Very close to what you said. I want them cooked on the drum. Oh, you I want them. I want them, uh, I want hot rub. You, you want the spice? Just, yeah, I want yeah, a little yeah. spice, a little more savoriness. I got you. Um, Maybe AP and hot, but I would definitely do the hot. Well, why do you like why do you like the drum? You know why I like the drum because <laughs> it tastes drummy. drummy. <laughs> well, I know why it because like the fat drips out and it hits those coals and it, and it comes back up and it mixes with the smoke and the heat and it tastes like barbecue supposed to taste, yeah, like real pit barbecue. Yes, and you know I'll tell you this: if you're cooking on drums, don't put too much wood on it. 
you don't need a whole lot, especially if you're using a Some good days charcoal. We don't even throw a chunk of wood on. Hey, just- no, I've got my drum so seasoned, I don't have to. It produces that flavor without wood. Um, if I do put some wood on it, it's only a chunk or two small chunks. You can mix like a hickory chunk and a pecan chunk, but don't, you know, you'll see, you'll see me on some videos, like on the old hickory. I can put five or six pieces of wood on there or in some of the other cookers, you know, the, the jambo, we're cooking with whole sticks of wood. You can't do that in a drum because you're it's so direct. It's, yeah. It's so direct. It's right there. The fire, um, you know, you're, ch- you kind of got the airflow choked off more on a drum. Mm-hmm. So it's different. It's a different That's type thing smoke. Too. It sits in that. Yeah, it There's sits in not there. Not a lot of air. From yeah, anything. it's just mo- whatever's drawing in, moving out. You're regulating that. That's how you're keeping those temps low enough. And you can oversmoke something so easy on a drum. It just doesn't take much wood. And if, and use a good charcoal. That's the one thing. Use a charcoal that's made out of a good hard wood that's got some of it in there. I mean, I don't care if it's Royal Oak or. Or, you know, even, even some B and B gives it some flavor or something like that. Or, you know, that King for blue bag. I just, I know it's cheap right now. And, uh, you know, if that's what you want to use, fine, go to it. But it's got a lot you're paying of for a lot of filler. Yeah. yeah. But some good, you know, even, even lump does great in a drum. I use lump a lot of times. I mean, blues hog makes a lump. Royal Oak's got a good lump. Big green eggs got a good lump. There's a bunch of good lump out there. And you know that's natural. It got flavor. You almost don't need any any wood with lump coal. It's got so much flavor to it. And I want them wrapped in a drum. I want them wrapped in butcher paper instead of full. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. You want to get that that moisture off of them, so. Yeah. You want so you want Texas style rib pretty much. Kind of. Yeah. Little spicy. I don't know. Maybe little I spicy. Want them in full now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I like that Texas style. There's nothing Plus, wrong with that. I want them both ways. You want, you want one, rack, <laughs> one rack wrapped in full. You are hard to please, woman. I, I got I you. I am. I am. So we may, have to, like. we may have to you know, do that. I'll cook some on the jambo. I'll cook some on the on the drum. We'll compare and contrast for Memorial Day. Yeah. So um, That's four we're racks not, ribs. We've been kind of blowing and going here, so we're kind of taking it easy this weekend. Um but if we were going to throw a big Memorial Day party. What do you got to have? Yeah. What's our menu going to look like? Well, this. Because, I mean, we've done parties like this multiple times in the past. First thing, I'm having sausage and cheese. I but I'm not going I'm not going cube cheese like, a, like normally we do. Mm-hmm. I'm going pimento cheese, homemade pimento cheese. I want you to make it, and I want it to be that white, uh, made with the white cheddar and jalapeno. Man, it's some good stuff. And you get a cracker, you get you a piece of sausage, and you get some pimento cheese to put on top, and one of the it's sweet really fire cracker, pickles. really pimento cheese. Sausage pickle. Sausage pickle. I don't care what, how, what order you want to <laughs> layer it <laughs> in, but it's got to have it. that element. That's going to be the first thing. Yes. We're going to have ribs. I put ribs two ways. We're going to have some pork. We're going to have some pulled pork. I'm probably, I don't think a brisket for Memorial Day. I don't know no why. It's I think a barber, I think it's just pork. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what I grew up with. Uh, I don't really think a brisket for it. Well, instead of, I didn't put pulled pork. I said, we, you know, you could. You have a barbecue sandwich. Well, I put, you do, you got to do something for the kids. Hot dogs. Hot dogs or sliders or something. Hamburgers. I really, hot dogs. I'm liking the sliders a lot more now because they're small, you know. Yeah. I want to try it all. You want to, you want to so have I, choices when you do it? Yes, yeah, so I want a little burger. See, that's a pain in the butt to cook, though. <laughs> Cooking yeah. a bunch of little ones. Do they make, like, frozen slaughter? I'm sure they do. Somebody yeah. does. I don't do some frozen burgers. I, do, I like making them my, my own with my little Tupperware pressure outer. And the ones that I like doing now are just the no-flips, where you just put them on the pellet grill and let them roll until they're – that's the easiest way to cook they're a burger. They're so juicy, too. And they get so much flavor in them. If you're throwing, a, if you're doing a party and cooking a bunch of burgers for folks, that's the best way to do it. It is. Yeah, you don't have to tend the grill; just put them on there and let them go. Go swimming, yeah. drink a beer. <laughs> How long does it take a no foot burger on a? Pellet? About forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. Yeah, it doesn't take. I mean, that's just like quarter pound burger, or, you know, third pound burger. Everybody, will if you think go thicker, it takes a little bit longer. But you serve that juicy, and it gets a lot of, you know, it gets a little smoky it flavor. It does. It does. You get a smoke ring on it. And then you lay your cheese right on top at the end if they want cheese on it. It melts mm-hmm. perfect. It's just the easiest way to cook a burger. And you're not start standing over the grill. Yeah. I even do hot dogs on the pellet grill. Have you ever, you know, those hot, I mean, you just throw a pack of hot dogs on top rack and 
Come back 15, 20 minutes later, and they're perfect. <laughs> they really are. You know, I mean, I'm I not, don't like a charry hot me, dog. Me either. I don't want it all burn up. Yeah. I just want it to have, I want the skin to be right on the outside of it. You know, I don't, I don't want it to be kind of, it's not really raw, but you know what yeah. I mean? I want it to have some grilled flavor on the outside, but a pellet grill does a hot dog awesome. <laughs> I've even done them on the old hickory. I'm, old hickory, man, we um, we were doing a catering event one time. We cooked two racks of hot dogs, those big quarter pound dogs. I got a picture of it somewhere. Man, they were so good. <laughs> Smoked was, hot dog. It's good. Jeff Tony long. used to sell them at his uh, food truck. Smoked That's right. Hot dogs. Yeah. They're fantastic. So you got. So we're going to have something for the kids. You got to have hot dogs for the yeah. kids or chicken legs or yeah, something like that. Something like that. I'm not doing wings for Memorial Day. Not it's if all you about got ribs just regular old barbecue. Yeah. Ribs so we're pork. talking ribs two ways. Coleslaw potato salad. Pulled pork. Hot dogs for the kids. Mm-hmm. And then. I want creamy sweet coleslaw. Chopped up style. real fine. Southern style. Not the long shredded stuff. Yeah. And then just good potato salad. Like mustard potato salad. I was craving some like homemade. Not, but not the salad. bacony, cheesy kind. No, not the, the over the top. Just the standard grandma's potato salad. <laughs> You know what I was craving the other day is your grilled corn salad. You know, that that one doesn't say Memorial Day to me because corn isn't in yet. That's true. It's but July 4th. Fourth of July is when I always do that. And that because the sweet corn's in and you and you do that and mix it with the tomatoes and it has like a little mayo base to it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it's man, got a little. Sometimes we'll have to talk about that 4th of July. Yeah. If I can put that recipe out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have a video I, yeah, on that's it. That's a good one. Man. But you definitely something want, you don't eat, yeah, a couple times a year because you know you got to have good fresh corn. But if we're building our menu, we're going to have three sides. You're going to have, and it could be a broccoli salad. I have a really good broccoli salad recipe, and you know, once something that we had lately that was really good was that seven layer salad. Yeah, Shane's wife did. Yes. That's really good. Or I usually do salad. beans. Yeah, or Memorial beans. Day you got to have beans, got to have slaw, got to have potato salad. So those would be ribs, your three sides: beans, ribs and pulled pork, potato salad. You go completely traditional. I'm, you've done talked me into it. I'm going to the store. I gotta get beer. Might as well get all this stuff. Gosh, no, all of a sudden, please. everybody come over. We're getting in the pool. You gotta have two dips. Shouldn't have done the podcast today. <laughs> I got pumped up now. I've Let's rested all week. We're just pretending. All right. We're not pretending. This is going down. I'm telling you. Okay. We typically would have two dips. If we're throwing a big party, you gotta have some dips. Yeah, I don't think a dip for Memorial Day. You can do whatever you, you want. Have dips. What kind? Like a ranch crack dip. dip. Yeah, like yeah, a ranch yeah, dip with chips. I can do that. I can do that. Ponchos. You gotta have a dip. Yeah. Okay. Ponchos. Now you got me there. Yeah. You, you gotta have some ponchos. But that's the case if you want to make uh, nachos or something, you could. You could do a nacho ponchos. bar. Yeah. yeah. If you were gonna do pulled board, going over the do top it. for your Memorial Day get together. It's a party. Okay. I'm hearing it. It's going down. This is pretend. Okay, dessert. You got to have a dessert. Mm. Fruit pizza is what I put. No, I'm not doing fruit pizza. That's Layered good. fruit parfait. That's a good one. You know, where I do the... The whipped cream, the Cool Whip, and all that. With, with the, the little cakes the and fruit. the fruit. Yeah, that's really good. Something like that is what I think of. Because it's hot outside. Homemade ice cream, mm-hmm. Memorial Day is a great time. That reminds me of July 4th, too. Homemade ice cream. Yeah, um, yeah something cool. I'm, we're not doing anything hot. Like, you know, it's got to be something like that for Memorial Day. Something that'll stand up, too. That parfait, that layered, of, you know, fruit parfait is really good. Have you ever done that? Like, it's like a trifle. A recipe, wrote the recipe out for it or whatever. Um, or t- you turned it in. You know, I'm not good a at contest one things. time, didn't you? Yeah. I'm not talking about the one with the chocolate. I'm talking the one with the white. It's like angel food cake. Well, that's the 4th of July one where it's red, yes, white, and blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see? You know, Memorial Day, we've got to break into these summer gatherings, so it's, <laughs> you're, you're getting ahead of us. You can just get some cupcakes or cookies for the kids, That's too. it. Keep that simple. Yeah. Break out the margarita machine. That'll be dessert. You can do frozen drinks. <gasps> Okay, I'm on board. You're on board now. <laughs> gotcha. I knew I'd get you. It's frozen <laughs> boat drinks. We haven't had the margarita machine out. Oh, it's in a been long a, it's time. been since last since Labor Day, probably. It's time. 
And we do we do a fruit water. I have a big pitcher and I fill it with water, put a little ice in there, and then I put fruit in there. Fresh fruit. Yeah. And it encourages you to drink more water, which is always a good thing. We got that. It's really good. We went to a resort. Yeah, they had every little station you went to at the resort down in the where were we at? Turks. Turks. Yeah, they had I think Jamaica had it too. But you just go get you some little fresh fruit water, it's refreshing. And it's real simple to make. I mean, Kroger sells these big decanters, like, and they're cheap. It's like a clear glass thing holds probably two gallons or three gallons. Yeah. I've but, got a nicer one. Yeah. I like to- but it's just water. I like to put cherries in there, put some lime in there, strawberries. I try to uh, what do else? Different citrus every time. fruit, yeah. and pineapple. Mix it up, put some mint in there. It's we'll really do different good. things. Yeah. yeah. Based makes on a really, what we got. Makes a really good enhanced water. And if you're out hanging out, Especially if you got, you know, if you're gonna be out there with a bunch of people and you need to rehydrate because, you know, yeah, you and kids are more beer, likely. Like if you're drinking, if you're drinking out, yeah, kids will drink it. But if you're drinking alcohol in the sun, it's hot like that. You don't realize it. You get dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So, so what? So here's my thing: two beers, big cup of water. Two beers, big cup of water. No hangover. It'll you stay hydrated. Keeps the kidneys flushed. <laughs> especially if you're drinking ultra or something, you know, water beer. If you go if you're drinking IPAs, you know <laughs> you that's, might want to do one and one. That's a whole different story. We drink those when the sun goes down. So yeah. that's like late night beer. Ugh. But so that's for our Memorial Day. I don't know if anybody wanted to know, but we told them. <laughs> you don't think it's going to be fun? You got to come hang out with us. Um, we had a couple questions this week that I wanted to uh, bring up. Sure. Normally I can, they were emailed to me and normally I can handle anything. You know, these two I could not handle. I know which one. You're- <laughs> I was like, you're going to have to handle this Is this one. the mountain lion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so we got a question. I think it was from David. He wanted to know, because I answered it earlier today and he had a, a buddy that gave him some, a mountain lion. First of all, is a mountain lion hindquarter. Can you eat mountain lion? Is that legal? There's a season for it, I there guess. You, I've never ate it. Um, and, and in fact, I told him, this was, my, this was what I would say. Somebody asked me how to cook mountain lion, how to cook a mountain lion hand quarter. It's a lot like wild game. I mean, it's wild game. Yeah. So you think of deer and you think you of antelope. No, I never cooked a cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm guessing, you know, it's late, he says like, it's really lean. There's not any fat on it. And I, understand, I get that. Yeah, it's a hard So you're going to get some seasoning on it, get some flavor inside it, inject it, brine it, do something like that. Put it on some smoke for a little while till you get, you know, a little bark layer built on the outside and get some smoke and then wrap it up and braise it till it falls apart. Have no idea if you can eat it, you know, rare, mid rare. I wouldn't want to find out, but I did also tell him that, that one of my favorite show or, you know, a show that I watch a lot. I do DVR. It's called Meat Eater. And it's this guy's name, Steve Ranella. He's got a podcast. Yeah. He's a he's pretty big. Known, yeah, yeah, he is real, real, real big. known. he's a hunter, but he's really, he advocate, he advocates eating everything he harvests. Yeah. And, and I know I saw the episode I watched, they went mountain lion hunting, but they didn't get one. But I guarantee you, he probably does have some recipes. You go, I mean, I don't know the guy. I'm just following him on, you know, all of his you're social channels. I'm a fan of him. But I think his show is really good. So yeah. check it. If you're into cooking wild game, you want to learn more about it, and maybe he'll answer questions. I don't know. <laughs> send him an email. But it's worth checking Can out. You send me your best mountain lion. So, yeah. And I want to know. I don't know if David <laughs> listens to this. And I probably need to respond to him. I want to know. I want to see pictures and how that mountain lion turned out. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I've heard people eating bear. Is it similar to eating bear I meat? What, or? I mean, I've never had anything that resembles mountain lion. I wonder what that would taste like. You know, I imagine Chicken. deer and goat and you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. chicken. <laughs> I imagine it tastes like, I don't know. It's a big cat. Yeah. I would think it would be gamey. I don't know. know. What do you think? It's a cat. It eats other animals. They're pretty mean. It definitely doesn't eat vegetation. That's true. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't want one after me. That's true. It's a meat eater. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. Straight it's meat eater. On higher up that food chain. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So the next question you got was about, um, uh, and I just didn't know the best. This one wasn't that odd or anything. I just didn't know the best way to do it. But someone was cooking a fifty-pound hog, which is a smaller hog. That question he wanted to know if it was better to cook one that size, belly up, or racing style. He cooked them both ways, and he would just want to know my opinion. And my answer to that is, 
It depends on if you're going for presentation. And I'd say this on a 150-pound haul, too. Do you want presentation or do you want the best-eating meat? For me, the best-eating meat uh, when you're cooking a whole hog comes from a belly-up hog because the skin acts kind of as a bowl, catches everything, traps all the flavors, all the moistures, all the fat that's rendering out in it. And so the meat tastes better. Uh, you didn't get as dry. You're, you're not losing things out of it. And it gives you more surface area when you open it up, you trim it out, um, you know, remove some of the fat, some of the sinew, some of the skin, expose more of those muscles. You can actually build bark on it. And so that, you know, everybody knows bark tastes really good. And so to me, the meat's more tender. It has more flavor. You get more smoke in it, cooking it belly up. That's your good eating hog. Does it look as good presentation-wise? doesn't look, to me, it doesn't look as good as a racing hog. Yeah, it doesn't. Racing hog's got that beautiful skin. It's laying there. It's a showpiece. So if you're cooking for a big crowd, that racing style, and you're wanting people to take pictures, and most everybody wants to do something like that, racing style's a good choice. A lot of people get offended when you put out a belly hog because it just looks, you know, you're seeing the anatomy of it. Yeah. It doesn't look all cute. <laughs> you know, he's laying there open, and we're finna eating yeah. all his parts. That racing hog's laying there, you, you know. See, you see a backbone. He might get up and run off. He might. <laughs> <laughs> He's just resting. And so, also, so that's what I told him, you know. And you got to think when you're cooking it racing style, stuff's dripping out. You're not getting as much smoke in it. You're not building any hardy bark on it at all. And I mean, it's good and te- you know, it's it's like you know, good smoke rest of pork. But tips you can do to pack that. Yeah, you can it. inject it. You can do some things in it, but but it, as far as eating, it's not as good. I also suggested if you're cooking one that size, um, to go ahead and supplement with some extra butts yeah. just to make sure you have enough pull pork to go around. Because there's not a lot of meat on a 50 pound hog. I mean, you're going, you know, there's. It's one thing the loins are small, the shoulders are smaller. I mean, there's there's some meat to it, but it's just not if the the perfect size of whole hog to cook. Is when they get to about 150 pounds. That's where you really get some good size shoulders, good size hams, the loins well defined and long, you know, long, and it all cooks about the same rate. Smaller ones, um, you know, you're going to pretty much, if you, if you don't know what you're doing, you can mess those, whatever loins there, you're going to totally mess it up because you got to get that ham done. That ham's usually that larger muscle group in a hog that size. Yeah. So, so unless you you're cooking the suckling ones and they're all about the same size. So you could do it with racing south. Throw you a couple butts and baby those and have some really good. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd present it racing, you know, racing size. I'd, I'd, when I, when I got ready to serve it after everybody took their pictures and you're letting them line up, I'd bring out some pans of pulled pork put behind me and I'd cut, take my knife and cut down the top of the backbone and down the hams and shoulders and peel that off, pull some of that meat, serve, you know, you could serve pulled pork, uh, from the hog or from your butts that you've got there and getting a little bit of all of it. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, that's a great way to do it. That is, that'd be your biggest showpiece yeah. of it. And you and know, still and really you still got meat. a good side and eventually you're going to break the whole thing down as the, as the, you know, dinner service or whatever you're doing goes yeah. on. But you know, speaking of hog loin, uh, ben, I learned that from Mike Mills and that's what they do. And he presented his, I was like, man, this is the coolest way to do it. It's very professional. Yeah. You know, it looks, it, you know, it looks really good sitting there on the table like that. And he's cutting it open and pulling it out, yeah, almost yeah. like he's doing a presentation. Yeah. And if he needs any extra meat, he's got that too. So, yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, whole hog loin, Ben cooking with Grillo came down and let us try his Man, loin. They had, it was, was one of the, the better loins out of a hog I've had. Yeah, he he uh, he told me what he did. He chilled that when before That's they crazy. wrapped it that night. They put I forget how many pounds. I want to say it's twenty or thirty pounds of ice on top of it, and then they wrapped the hog up. In the, Were they cooking racing or belly? I think they cooked three hogs. I think they cooked some different ways. Yeah. But whatever he did, man, it was on point. Because when he got there that morning, that he said the the hams and shoulders, the shoulders were like you know one ninety five, hams were like one ninety, but his loin was sitting at one forty. And when he cut it out and brought it down there, man, it would just melt in your mouth, packed full of flavor. That's some skill. It was, yeah, it was good. To, to I was cook surprised. a hog yeah, yeah. where your loins 140 and your shoulders. That's are, a hard part, yeah. yeah. Dwayne had his down. He'd done something um, where he had made, I don't know, you know, Dwayne's crazy scientist when it comes to stuff. <laughs> but he made actually like an evaporator cool that, run, that the hog lays on, and they run cool water through it the whole time. And he can watch it, and he's got his loins probed. 
to where he can see what temperature they are so he can increase. If they're getting ahead, he can increase the cool water. If he needs some more heat to them, he shut the water down completely or close Did it down. Did you go and see how it works? No, I didn't. I should have. I didn't. You don't, you don't have much time. Yeah. But just him explaining that to me, I was like, man, that's that's crazy outside the box there. And he got – I didn't try. He get 10th They place. were in top 10, yeah. yeah. He cooked with 17th Street. Yeah. Uh, and, man, they – yeah, he did. I wanted, I need to go pay some close attention to that. Mm-hmm. That's really – That's cool. really interesting. Yeah. They cooked them on the old Hickory Double Wide, the Double Wide CTO. So he built this coal to set it on. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. Laid the hog on it. That's what we're up against. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how competitive this. Yeah, that's how competitive yeah. this this competition that's right. barbecue that's can right. get. It can. Well, it's time to go to the beer store. It's time. Well, <laughs> that's all we got for today. I guess. Yeah. It's my favorite part. Hey, I want to everybody out there. Hope y'all have a a great Memorial Day holiday. And be thankful that we're here and for the guys and, you know, men and women that lost their lives, um, you know, fighting for what we can do. We can be here and barbecue for our freedom. So that's a serious note. And I hope everybody, you know, has a great time. And uh, you can check us out where, Shell? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell at Instagram and Twitter. I don't check Twitter. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah you do we'll see we'll see y'all next time y'all put some smoke in there <laughs>